And now, the Big D and Bubba Weekly Podcast. Big D and Bubba, they have a show five days a week, but they don't get to say everything that's on their mind. So they have an extra one, and that's how we get the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Big D and Bubba Podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Bubba's always makes me laugh. We're always self-conscious when we have guests in. Where <laughs> I, know. Where I was that's like, why, oh that's god! I really want to sing. D along. and I are not singing. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to sing along. Yeah, like, oh, I'm uh, so sorry. Well, I would like to first of all get the sponsors out of the way as we're here in the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studio. <laughs> O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. We love O'Reilly. Uh, we have a location literally a half a block away. Uh, if you love music, you got to download the Pickle Jar app. It is super cool. You can show some gratitude. Uh, you can tip your favorite artists, your favorite bands. You can support causes around town. Uh, plus, they have exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Get it today for your Apple or for your Droid, uh, PickleJar.com. All right. Now yeah. it's all you. I always start taking like fake notes and stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm very like busy. Act like you're serious. Yeah, I'm over here doing some <laughs> yeah. kind of trigonometry. And I'm very. <laughs> Don't look at me. Just don't listen to this. Don't look at me. I'm so sorry. Uh, hey, we're excited. Uh, Patricia Heaton and her husband, David, are in the studio with us. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Thanks for having Appreciate us, guys. It. And uh, welcome to, to Nashville. New, uh, how long have you guys been? Uh, well, we've, we've been in town a couple of years, but we've been in and out constantly because uh, actually the film that we're going to talk about, um, we were in the middle of filming that and editing it in post-production and all that kind of stuff. So we, we haven't really settled, so we're kind of new to these parts. Are right. you from Indiana? Yes. Because I'm trying to I'm picking that up in your accent. Actually, actually Massapequa, Long Island. Is where I'm from okay. Originally. okay. No, I'm from England originally. I'm actually a country boy, though. I'm, well, I'm there's a, we have a huge, a huge country following in England, in the United Kingdom. It's crazy. R- well, my uncle Robin is a massive country music fan. He used to play in a skiffle band in the 60s. What is a skiffle? Well, it's kind of like uh, came out of the blues, and then um, it's where, uh, like Jimmy Page and people like that, that's where they began. It, it's like a washboard, and it's it's sort of a hybrid uh, rock and roll country music kind of a thing. You guys have washboard players in the <laughs> we, United Kingdom? We did in this, they did in the 60s, apparently. There was, a, there was a guy called Lonnie Donegan who used to do uh, Rock Island Line and stuff like that and steal from all the country artists in, uh, in the States. So wow. he's a massive fan. In fact, Bob, I sent you a link. Okay. He, he wants to, uh, he actually, we're going to bring him over to Nashville because this has been his lifelong dream not to come visit. Not the skiffle player, your uncle. Your uncle. My uncle, yeah, yes. not the skiffle player. No, I don't know if Lonnie Donegan's <laughs> yeah. still alive, bless him, but yeah. there you go. But we also, uh, our son went to Belmont University here. Okay. And, of course, had a band for a while and still is here. And then my sister is a Catholic nun at St. Cecilia's Convent. Really? Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh, we've been coming here on and off for about 10 years or more. So we kind of knew the We kind the of fell area. in love with the place. Yeah. 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 And this yeah. is the... This is like the place to come. If, like, if the, Nashville you know. was near the ocean, it would be the perfect city on maybe the most perfect city on planet Earth. Yeah, but it's got a lot of great lakes to go mm-hmm. to and visit, and a lot of paths. The I gotta say, it's, paths. A fan- it's, it's a fantastic, gorgeous. Place. Here. But 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 the you know the key is the people. I, I and I'm not saying that because we're sitting here being interviewed, but if you hold a gun to my head, I would say the same thing. People are just amazing here. They are so much friendlier than in L.A. 
Okay, I'll get my coat. <laughs> I, mean, so I like how you said it. Like, like we are like we don't already know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People in LA well, know we, that, but we didn't. But we didn't. You know, yeah. we we were offered way back in the day. Hey guys, where do you want to do the show from? And there was there was a couple cities that we struggled between. We were we were like, do we want to be? You know, I wanted to be by the beach. Remember, I wanted Jacksonville. Uh, and Big D was like, oh, we got to be in Nashville. And then the company wanted us on the West Coast. So we were going to probably end up in San Diego. And finally, everything just kind of worked out that we ended up here. And I'm really glad it worked out that way. Yeah. Are you guys yeah. from here originally or not? Big D's from an hour away. Uh-huh. From um, Cookville. Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, myself and Patrick are both from South Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And Carson. I am from the country hub known as Connecticut. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we make a lot of fun of Carson for that, by the way. She'll, we'll tell stories from our childhood about like drinking from the you know water hose and whatever. And Carson will be like, uh, I don't know, some My Connecticut pool. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we drink pool water. I don't know. We had a pool when it flooded during hurricane season. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much it. One of my best friends from uh, from uh, New York is from Greenwich, Connecticut. Oh, you have rich and friends? I, yeah. yeah. Well, Very fancy. He had rich parents. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm, yes. Uh, so, uh, Patricia, everybody loves Raymond, yeah. uh, the middle. Uh, and so uh, we're, we're so used to seeing you on screen. And so this uh, new uh, movie that you're doing, uh, that you guys have done, uh, it's called Unexpected. Is are You're in it? You're starring in it? No, I'm you're just behind... pro- producing it yeah. with Dave. And um, it was so, oh my gosh, I loved it so much because... I'm sitting next to Dave behind the monitor where the director watches what's happening on camera. Which right? would be me. By That's the way. Dave. And, um, you know, to watch the actors come in and be nervous, uh, you know, and have that adrenaline going. I was just so glad that wasn't me. Like for once <laughs> I was on the <laughs> yeah. other side watching it. Yeah. And I thought, I don't think I ever want to do that again because <laughs> I just love sitting and watching and giving notes. But you still yeah. got no- nervous? I mean, Oh, yes. <sighs> At the beginning of every season of Raymond or The Middle, I'd come in and I'd think, I have completely forgotten how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. A- a- like every year, every year. And then I just did a couple, you know, just doing a couple scenes on a movie uh, over the last couple of years where you, where you come in and that whole cast and crew has bonded and you're just coming in for a day to do something and you don't really know anybody mm-hmm. and they're on a... Uh, you know, a tight budget because tight schedule because the budget is low and, you know, you don't want to screw up because they have to move on and you're just the interloper who's coming in for one day. It's really nerve wracking, but it's the good, it's, you know, it's what I like about this, our industry, you're always being challenged and you're always learning and it never gets, it gets really scary, but it never gets boring. Mm-hmm. She loved being on set because she could nag me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but we work well together. Yeah, I mean, I'm kidding. There's usually one fight, one big fight <laughs> during yeah, shooting. That's and, pretty much guaranteed. You can set yeah. your watches by yeah, it. Yeah. It's going to happen at do least Do you once. have that on set or like, do you take it Oh, the last off. one on this movie, Unexpected, we had, <laughs> well, there was just, you know, the pandemic was blowing up. Everything was happening. Dave and I were kind of arguing and a neighbor that was across from the location comes running it over and goes, can I pray for you? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, yes, please. 
That's a good fight. That's a good fight. Kind of took the wind out of the situation. It's hard to keep fighting after that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's a nice little tip for anybody who is, you know, newly married. Anytime it starts to get heated, just say, just stop and go, can I pray for us? So yes. what is this uh, unexpected? What is it? Uh, what's it about? It's, it's an adult comedy. It's a quirky comedy about a young couple who can't have kids. And she wants to adopt and he doesn't. And it's the journey they go on. But it goes on a really uh, interesting kind of uh, journey in the third act. Things start to change, and uh, it's got a huge heart. But um, yeah, um, we've we've screened it a couple places, just kind of testing testing it out, and people uh, so far are loving it. So yeah, we're very excited about it. But it's it's been a long time coming. How does a movies like how do these get made? I don't think people understand the process. Oh, gosh. Well, we've had the we, we we optioned a book in two thousand four, and we've been actually trying to develop it since then. It, it can take that long, and wow. uh, and we finally we almost had it done like seven times. Yes, and, and the, you know money falls out, or actors drop out, or whatever, and it's hard to make all those pieces come together at the same time. We finally decided, okay, we'll just do it ourselves. We'll finance it ourselves. We'll do low budget. We'll get it done. We went to Oklahoma City, a great place to shoot. We had done all but five days of the movie. We had five days left, and the pandemic shut us down. And, and then, and then <laughs> we had to recast uh, one of the actors. And, so you had to reshoot all and of their I had scenes. To, I had to reshoot oh. almost the entire movie the following year. So literally it's finished about a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not joking. We thought uh, six months of our lives, it turned out to be two and a half years. Yeah. Wow. And it wow. doubled the budget. It's been quite the journey. And the budget yeah. doubled. And we had so many challenges in the middle of it. We thought, we're never going to get this done. We're never going to work again. We're going to be broke. And, you know. <laughs> You go to so, that dark place, and now here we are. So it basically took from when you optioned it 18 years <laughs> to get to this point. Yeah, we, like weren't, we weren't working on it seven <laughs> days a week. I, I admit that. But, you know, we based on the book, we, we wrote a script. And, well, we didn't write it, but we Well, okay, yeah. but we yeah. meaning, yeah. The team. The team, yeah. Uh, and it, was, it just wasn't working. And I turned to the writer, who we'd worked with for a number of years before, and I said, uh, you know what, needs a different engine. Because it was only about adopting animals to begin with, this couple who just put their energies into rescuing animals. And that was kind of the whole story. And it was cute and funny, but it didn't really, you know, didn't really make a movie. So I said, why don't, we, why don't we make the couple childless? They can't have kids and, and make it about adoption. He said, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, that they're pouring their uh, mothering instincts into these animals. And, yeah. So a week later, he calls me. He goes, hey, Dave, uh, I got the first draft. I said, what's the matter with your voice? He goes, it poured out of me. I said, how come? Why are you sounding like this? He goes, I never told you this, but both my girls are adopted. And we we got chills and went, ooh, we struck a nerve. And there's some of the dialogue in the movie, which I hope you guys get to see, um, is almost verbatim some exchanges he he and his wife had as they went on this journey. And I swear to God, I've seen it a thousand times. And it destroys me every time I watch it. Yeah. Oh, wow. But in the best way. in the best way. hit me yeah. like in a bad are you, way? Are you adopted? Oh, yeah. You're going to love this. You're going to love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you will love it, my yeah. friend. You will. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very life-affirming. Yeah, and it's very moving, but it's super funny. It's super funny. Okay, so I like that then. And, well, we like, you know, I, I, I do basically mostly comedy. And I, I find that a comedy really kind of softens people's hearts and opens their hearts up. And then, you know... Then it's open to 
you know, the, the, the moving stuff that's in there. Uh, you guys are doing, uh, it's going to be Sunday at the Franklin Theater. It'll be October 2nd, you know, if you're, when you're listening to this, uh, to see uh, Unexpected. And what do you just go and just, you, you have to go on to the National Film Festival to get tickets? Or can you, that's yeah, the best Yeah, point. you can actually show up on the day. But you, if you go <clears throat> on their uh, website. Uh, uh, Nashville Film Fest. Yes. Dot dot org. org. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can purchase you can tickets. tickets. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's called unexpected. Yeah, yeah and we, uh, we want people to. We, yeah, we we want people to come, and this well, is our ve- first offering to Nashville. Yes, we're really yeah. excited as new to, artists in to, town. To, you, know? you know, we felt very welcome to the community. We're really excited to be a part of it, and we were really thrilled when they accepted our movie because we just we want to see the entertainment industry continue to grow. There's a lot of people coming from LA into Nashville, and a lot. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we, sorry, we know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Listen, I can was, you guys buy me a house? Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, over at this place called the Picnic Cafe because my new neighbor wanted to take me over because I'd never had pimento cheese before. You've never had pimento <laughs> cheese? Well, I have now. <laughs> <laughs> but the, she said to the waitress, she said, Marge, this is my new neighbor, Patty. And, and and she said, "Oh, how well, welcome to Nashville. I hope you're not from L.A." <laughs> <laughs> well, we <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it originally Cleveland? Does that count? Yeah, that counts. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, a little detour. Hey, did you, when did you know that your sister was going to be a nun growing up? Well, my mom is one of fifteen children, and my grandparents got well, my grandmother got Catholic Mother of the Year for the United States and a medal from the Pope. What? So Are you, someone, is, there had to be at least one of us becoming a religious person. Yeah. Really? Uh, like for real? That You didn't just make that up? No, no. I no, have no. like a hundred first cousins. She's got on my so many side. cousins. She married me because I'm out of the country. That way she was pretty much <laughs> guaranteed sure. she wasn't going to marry a relative. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was uh, like my, my father was one of nine kids. Oh yeah, but you're not Catholic. Thing. Yes, right? I am. Oh, you, oh, because yeah. you're from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. Oh, yeah, Every, pretty much everybody is Catholic. If you're not, we look at you and go, "What happened? <laughs> Y'all come from somewhere else?" How did you hear? How yeah. did you end up here? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we kind of, I kind of knew. She, and, and she, she was an originally in a cloister where you don't even speak. You oh, never see the wow. person. Yet. But the, she, that didn't really fit with her. So she went to the Dominicans, which are at St. Cecilia's Convent. Lovely. They have Aquinas College here and two uh, lower schools, and uh, they're a teaching order. So but they're very, very well-educated, Tell the guys women. where she originally went to school, though. Who's Sharon? Yeah. Where? She was at Kent State. Oh, Kent State. Oh, when she the was, shootings happened. She was part oh. of the whole So she was like part of like Students communist. for Democratic Society yeah. and Student <clears throat> Socialists of America. Oh, wow. Yeah, now she's a Dominican nun. Full habit. (laughs) Big honking rosary beads hanging down. Yeah. Does she wear that all the time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, do you have to wear that when you leave? Yes. Yeah. We know nothing about all this. Because I see I see the nuns in cars sometimes in traffic, and I'm like, I would love to just have a conversation with them. Yeah. Well, that's part of the reason they wear it all the time because uh, it's this kind of a symbol of God in the community, and people who would normally maybe have something on their heart. They, they feel okay about going up to a sister when they see her and saying, sister, can I talk to you about something? So be, And because the nun the sister is wearing that mm-hmm. habit, they mm-hmm. know that's someone they can talk to. <laughs> Tell them the L.A. story. What's that? Tell them the L.A. story. Come My on. sister and two of the nuns came and visited in Los Angeles. And we um, she went to a bagel store and ordered some bagels by herself. And the so the guy behind the counter would not charge her for the bagels. He said, just take them, sister, just take them. 
So she walks out, and a man comes running up to her and says, "Sister, I found this twenty dollars on the ground. I want to give it to you for whatever your your you know your order is." She goes, "No, no, you keep it. You keep it." He goes, "No, sister, take it, take it." So she said, "Well, thank you so much." And then a young girl comes up and goes, "That's my twenty dollars. I just dropped it." And my sister said, "Oh, here, here, take it back." And the girl goes. Forget it. You keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but can I have your bagel? <laughs> but they got they got hotel rooms in L.A. for like four dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were playing basketball in our backyard. And our, in their habits. Yep. Yes, oh. full habits. <laughs> With our and four playing boys. guitars, and it was brilliant. With our four boys. And a friend drove by and almost ran into the next door neighbor's house <laughs> in his pickup truck and hit almost hit the wall. And he he called me. He said, "What's going on? Are you shooting a movie back there?" Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just yes. our friends yes. playing yes, basketball. Sister Act eighteen. <laughs> so we're finding out there's a, a, uh, a really easy way to get free stuff in the world. It is kind of just a scam for getting discounts. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> just get dressed up. Up and do your thing. <laughs> yeah. So how long did she not uh, get to talk? Well, that was she was in that order for maybe two years and then decided. Oh, so she didn't talk for two years. Well, they have they have what they call recreation, which is they get thirty <clears throat> minutes to talk to each other a day. A day. Wow. Yeah. Did yeah. She so write it's, letters. It's, it's a contemplative order. So they're working. Yeah, they're making things. I can't remember what that particular order okay. made, okay. but and they're they're working and they're working in the mm-hmm. convent and they're they spend most of their time praying. So their vocation is to pray for the world. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it's funny to think of them like getting just thirty minutes to talk, and then trying to go. Down. Oh, quick, I got something else to tell you. Hurry, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. And another thing. Time's up. And then, oh. <laughs> it's like a bell. It's yeah, like, yeah. late for class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the uh, Who was the first uh, like country artist celebrity that you guys met when you got to Nashville? Well, I've known uh, Reba McIntyre for a while because we share a makeup artist. Okay. Yeah. So ah, but that's long before that. Dolly, oh. Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. Because we were going to develop a show for her before the show Nashville was made. We had a we similar had a pitch. similar idea and we pitched it to Dolly and she wanted to do it and she turned to us in the meeting. I'll never forget this. It still gives me chills. She said, "Would you like me to write the music for this show?" And we just went, "Well, yes." <laughs> <laughs> she was absolutely delightful. Then but then she, she had to go on for yeah, tour for two years. Yeah, and so but then after she said that, she said, "Could I?" I can kind of see, like, I, I could do a song like this, or if it's a scene about that, well, I just go like, and then she just started singing, oh. and the hair on her arms stood up, and it was just, you know, just off the cuff, beautiful, I mean, stunning. It was, yeah, really exciting. Dolly yeah. doesn't even seem like a real person to me, and I don't mean that to be, like, in any way negative. She's just, like, magic. Magic. She well, is, no, and I've been in a room with her a few times, and every time it's like, that's not it. That's not even real. This is just she's just so. Yeah. Oh, first of all, she's forty five percent plastic. She'll tell you that herself. <laughs> I'm not the one saying. But also, it's just like she just has this like joyous yeah. kind of thing. So we, I went to see her at a show in Huntsville. Uh, I don't know six years ago or something like that. And I wasn't gonna. I don't do what they call meet and greets, mm-hmm. where they where you just line up to take a picture because the artists come in here and I know them and I see them at parties and stuff and I don't want to take someone else's spot. But it's Dolly Parton. And so her one of her publicists came up to me and said, listen, you want to get in a meet and greet? And I, I blamed it on the person I was with, my business manager. I'm like, well, let's do it for her. you know. And then as we got closer to that line and just got closer and closer to Dolly, I went. You started to sweat. Oh, man. You know, I, I looked at my friend Katie, who was with me, our business manager, and I said, I'm just going to go for it. She goes, all right, go for it. And it was our turn, and I went, oh, my God, Dolly Parton. She goes, look at you, honey. You just look fabulous. And I was like, this is, 
This is exactly the exchange yeah. I want. It was so perfect. She's Spreading just, the dolly oh, dust. Yeah, she's just amazing. She's the, otherworldly, I think. You know, she really has an amazing mm-hmm. presence. Oh yeah, she's like Reba's the queen of America, like is what she is. <laughs> yeah, she's mm-hmm. like the America's queen. She, she could be. Look, we're running out of people that everybody <laughs> loves. Right. Right. Like uh, we talked about. Yeah, that we don't a while have. Back. We don't like, have many. When people Betty White that died, loves. like there's not that many people mm-hmm. left that. Everybody loves, mm-hmm. right. universally loved people, and Dolly's one of those. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have something bad to say about Dolly Parton, you better you better go say it in a quiet room by yourself, <laughs> or you better have some it. kind of way to back it up. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's just an opinion, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was saying country music. We have George, is mm-hmm. universally loved. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, George, George Strait. Yeah. yeah, George Strait. Mm-hmm. Um, it have to be alive. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's his whole point. Him. He said we're uh, running out yeah. of straight. Uh, Alan Jackson. I mean, I guess, but I'm not sure how much that's you know everybody even. Know. I would think. I mean, obviously Garth, but you know, I have actually met people who don't, don't like Garth Brooks because they're and, awful and, and shouldn't <laughs> be on this planet. <laughs> no, jealous. Straight up. I, I, I won't hmm. tell Carson who they are because she'll hunt them down and beat them up. But I yeah, mean, everybody they're... deserves a good face punch every once in a while. And if <laughs> I have to set you straight about Garth, I will do it. <laughs> is there anybody in the acting community that is just I universally to, loved? I would say <sighs> Tom, Hanks Tom Hanks is like oh, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty the, high, the yeah. Jimmy Stewart of Keanu's generation. Oh, yeah, Keanu, Keanu. Keanu seems big, like an yeah. incredible person. But here other... he like gives money to people like randomly. He would ride in his motorcycle, he just Stop over and be like, here's a, a thousand bucks. Have a nice day and drive away. Wow. It's one of those things, though, like Keanu is kind of like Bill Murray when like they tell these stories and you're like, I don't know if that's true, but it's probably true because like, <laughs> you know, you just hear anything. You can attribute almost anything to Bill Murray, but and people will believe. Yeah. It. But, you know, I know that that is true, as we've talked about. Oh, before. They did a whole documentary. Bill Murray on stopped that. in on my buddy's Super Bowl party. He saw them watching the game from the street and he ding dong. <laughs> Hey, can I come watch the game no with you guys? Way. Yeah, and he, they were like, yeah. Wow. So he sent me pictures and everything. He's like, look at no Bill Murray sitting here watching the Super Bowl with us. <laughs> That's a little so he does did a whole documentary do on those. If you've never <gasps> seen it, it's it's okay. amazing. I can't remember what it's called. It's a, just look, Bill Murray Stories documentary. And they research whether or not these things were like true. urban true. legends yeah. are true. And there's so many of them that they have proof of. See, my biggest fear would be I would like ding dong and then nobody would know who I was. <laughs> Mom, there's some strange lady wants to come in and watch the Super Bowl. Uh, you show up at my mom's house, they'd be like, she'd be like, "Where's that lady from Raymond?" She, she would go, "Come on, are you hungry?" We you they would feed you good. Yes, they would. Do you guys run into uh, people that from LA that you didn't know moved here? Um, everybody sort of put out the, puts out the call of like, "I'm coming," so you kind of know uh-huh. that everybody's here. Yeah. Who else is uh, uh, hiding that we don't us. know? Well, let's see. You know Gary Sinise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's he'll be here he'll soon. Be he soon, moved yeah. his whole foundation here, and in fact, you know he he raises about thirty million dollars a year to build homes for wounded yeah, vets, sure. mm-hmm. and so he's moved that foundation to Franklin. And uh, this coming Saturday night, um, myself and Kelsey Grammer are hosting his first benefit in Nashville for his foundation wow. at uh, Opryland. Uh, uh, the, what's the hotel? Yeah, so uh, I think if you go to the yeah, Gary Sinise Foundation, if you're interested in supporting that, too. And we were, we were with Gary sort of right at the beginning when he first came up with the idea. And it's amazing how that organization has grown. Well, we're and the uh, work that they do. Dee and I are both pilots, and Gary and his uh, his band always play the EAA uh, Air Venture, and uh, it's so cool to see what he's doing. 
You yeah, know. with the Lieutenant yeah. Dan band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's a good guy. Tireless, selfless, uh, wonderful person. He's he's another guy along with Tom Hanks who's just like beloved. I swear, uh, what's the pirate guy? I, I swear he lives Johnny here. Johnny Depp. Yes, he no, lived here too. I don't think so. <laughs> I swear I saw him in no. traffic. The pirate. What <laughs> pirate guy? Oh, oh, what you guys don't know about us is that Big D doesn't know any, any actors' names, None. and it's a it's a recurring. So probably fantastic... if I went and knocked on his door to watch the no, Super Bowl, he like... wouldn't even remember that we talked. No, no, well, no. Like, no. You know what? He might now know you as Patty. Okay. Like, oh, that's Patty. I met her. And, and but, I'm Dave. Just in case yeah. you've forgotten that already, Big D. <laughs> He doesn't know the names of people he's seen in movies, and like so, no. it's we, it's so much and it's fun. Big names, big yeah, really? oh yeah, yeah. Like oh. who's the guy from Titanic? D. <laughs> watch this, watch this. He's got to figure it out, and he walks. He's through it. Uh, in that Wolf movie. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, he's also the mean where meme where he's dressed up and he has like a. Yes. Yeah, he's got mean. Champagne. He's laughing. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy. Yeah. He's Gatsby. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, Gatsby. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> So wow, he knows this is who impressive. we're talking about. He only about. dates 25-year-olds. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 25 hey, years or less. There's a video where he, uh, he runs up on his bud, who's also an actor, uh, the, the, the heavyset guy. Jonah Hill, yep. Yeah. Jonah Hill, he walks yep. up to him and goes, with a camera, like he's going to take it, like whatever. And then he realizes it's him. He's like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, funny. You so what's his name? That. Yeah, he remembers so many details, but he name, can't tell you his Leonardo name. DiCaprio. Yay! 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 Let's was, see what he would have won. <laughs> I was we waiting do for him to say Da Vinci. We do this as a recurring segment. He doesn't know famous people. It's yeah, so I much fun. I, I tell you who is great, by the way, uh, is Clint Eastwood. I think he's one of those guys. I really do. Oh, yeah, that everyone he's loves. He's like a, an icon. Yeah. yeah, He should be. Yeah. And he keeps making great movies. He's like 90-something years old, and he keeps doing it. So Dude, here's man. something, a little piece of trivia. In the last Dirty Harry movie, uh, Clint Eastwood's Dirty Harry movie, David Hunt here sitting next to me was the serial killer in the movie. What? Wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah. so I started my career then. Yeah. yeah. I killed uh, Jim Carrey. In the movie. Uh, in the movie. <laughs> and I was impersonating Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And in the end, I tortured Patricia Clarkson. And uh, I got amazing reviews for that film, by the way. <laughs> um, no, but that was that but was a dream. The, he's the only villain uh, who got to hold, who got the I, magnum I, I got away his, from him. I got his magnum from him. I'm the only, I'm the only actor who's ever had that. But it was a, that was a dream experience. Um, I mean, I'm fresh out of the Juilliard school, and I'm, and I'm standing – in a San Francisco, in the middle of a San Francisco street, in the middle of the night, standing next to Clint, chatting, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" <laughs> it was one of those you just like surreal. You're pinching yourself. Yeah, you know, you know that happens and, a lot. You know, no matter how long you've worked, like you'll find yourself at a makeup trailer next to somebody, and and like I I did a early on two scenes in a movie with Chevy Chase, and. He, and he, I was so frozen with, like, shock when he would come and sit next to me in the makeup chair. I never said hello to him. And, like, the third morning he comes to me, he goes, good morning, Patricia. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Is it Chevy or Chevy? Chevy. I don't know. <laughs> I used to watch you on Saturday Night Live, and I'm so nervous right now. Oh, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so what, what you, you're gonna? You guys will push this movie's unexpected, uh, and you're, you'll do the the showing and whatnot. What what goes after this? What's the what's the end goal? I guess. 
Uh, well, distribution, we've, we've sold it to a distributor already, and their plan is to release it in the early part of uh, 2023, next year. Um, and it'll probably just be uh, digital. Like, we'll probably get it on, on a streamer, on a streamer like Amazon, Hulu, one of those places. So um, Then the, then they'll, we'll do another big push yeah. so that everybody but, can come and see it. But this and it's Sunday been- is very special because, you know, anybody in Nashville can come. Our stars, Anna Camp, who was in the Pitch Perfect movies, and Joe Mazzello, who was just in Bohemian Rhapsody. Joe is actually the, the, the little boy in the very first Jurassic Park uh, movie. Oh. Um, but they will be there. And Dave and I will be there, and there'll be a Q and A at the end. So it'll be really fun, and we just we just want to share it with uh, all the wonderful people. So at yeah, Nashville. this is a chance to see it before before it gets like, out. It's a Sunday long time before Sunday it, yeah. at, Sunday at noon yep. at the uh, Franklin Theater in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, can so I know you're here to promote the movie, but can I ask a couple questions about some of your other shows? Is mm-hmm. that okay? Because sure. okay, what you were on Raymond for like what nine nine seasons? and a half okay. years, and yeah. it's so hard for somebody to. Go from a role where you you are Deborah, like that's it, that you're going to be in everybody's mind forever, and then to start over and have a, another show that went for nine seasons, yeah. like that's that's unheard I, I don't of. Think, yeah. I mean, how many people have done that? I just like feel, you and Julia Louis Dreyfus, yeah, and that's she's, it. Yeah, she's yeah, and you know, uh, I, I feel really blessed because <coughs> that doesn't happen very often. It kind of worked out because we have four sons, and you know, you're trying to raise your kids, and you don't want to go away, and you know, t- work to take you away. So I never, you know, I was taking them to school in the morning, coming home, you know, after school, getting, you know, I was able to be like kind of full-time mom and full-time actress. I feel really blessed about that. What was one of the bigger differences between, you know, by the time you're doing the middle, you're already the star, like when it starts. It's got to be different than when you started doing Everybody Loves Raymond. No one knows if it's going to work or who you guys are. Right, but you don't even know if it's because even if you you are considered a star, you know, your show could totally tank. I did a, I think, was it in between that? I did a show with Kelsey Grammer called Back to You. And it didn't. Okay, and I'm not going to lie. I don't know that. Okay. Well, that's because <laughs> that's it, didn't it was last in the unknown episodes. <laughs> so yeah. you can think you have all the. This is what's crazy about this business. You think you have all the elements. Okay. This show is going to be a home run because it's me and it's Kelsey. And actually, uh, uh, Josh Gad was in it. That was his first show. And, and then Ty Burrell. Who Ty Burrell from Modern, Modern Family. Family. Yeah. Uh, it was just this incredible. And. It was canceled it's after well, the, the writer's strike was partly responsible. Writer's strike for that. was partly responsible, but still, you know, you just don't know. But and that's mm. kind of the awful part about it. It's kind of the wonderful thing about it because, you know, it, it could happen at any time. I think that's what keeps us in here probably in the business longer than we should stay. Is that you think just around the corner? It's like know? golf. It's like hitting one good shot. <laughs> you well, even it. you, you could play the worst round of your life, but you hit one good shot and you go. Man, I'll go back. Yeah. One more. You're right. Yes. Well, I'm not going to lie. Carson and I pretty much just wanted you guys to come in so we could fangirl about how much we love the middle. Oh, it's one of the I best. honestly had a thought. That, I'm not going to say it was my first thought when the queen died, yeah. but it was one of my top five was like, oh, my gosh, poor Frankie is going to watch the funeral. <laughs> Because what like it just stands out to me, her being so hyped for yeah. Kate Middleton's wedding, which also yes. was me, like yes. reflective. Yeah. I'm like, yes, this is our Super yes. Bowl. Like we yes. are watching this, and I thought, like, oh, yes, she she goes she goes so far as to go and buy a big flat screen TV that she plans on returning afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was great. You know, the difference is, uh, Raymond was a multicam show, so you rehearse for four days like a play, and then four cameras come in. 
and you do it in front of an audience like a play from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And you go in at 10 o'clock in the morning, and you're usually done about 5. You know, it's a nice schedule. The middle is single camera. They shoot it like a movie. So you shoot it all out of order. There's no audience. You shoot every day. There's no rehearsal. You start at 6 in the morning, come home at 6 at night. It's a much tougher schedule. That's Which is more fun to do, though? Well, the audience, the, the multi-camera, because the, the audience is there. So you get that response. And you get to see it, uh, you know, in sequence, get- in order. So uh, when you're shooting single cameras, shot all out of order, you don't know what it's going to look like until you see it but on the screen. But you also get instant feedback from the audience, right. which is like doing a little play in right. front yeah. of cameras. That's, was that's that the big deal. Because, like, Neil had done Scrubs, and that was single camera. Yeah. That's the first time I realized when they pointed out that show was single cameras. First time I realized, oh yeah, this looks different than every other sitcom yes. I've ever seen. Because for years it was, it was just multi camera, multi cam shows. Well, also Neil Neil's Flynn in the movie. Is in our movie. Oh, that, oh yeah, that's right. By the way, yes, I do remember seeing that in the materials they sent. Actually, th- there's Neil Flynn and two other actors, Paul Hip and Pat Finn, who are also in the middle, who are in the movie. And they're hilarious. So it all ties together. It so all it's ties okay together. that we started fangirling about yes. it. Yes. The Middle, by the way, is on HBO Max. Yeah. I think that's the one. Mm-hmm. We've started watching it because my we're trying to find things that we can watch together with my 13-year-old daughter. Yeah. And and it is. You know, some of those sitcoms, especially, you know, the, the ones from a few years ago, you know, they were still more, it feels more family-friendly. Oh, my you know? gosh. And it feels like something you can really dig into. So we've got nine seasons. We can sit there and... Whenever she feels like she wants to watch a show with us, we go, oh, okay, well, let's see. Yeah. And she really relates to it because she's a she's a kid, you know, 13 years old. Right. Girl, kind of, like Sue yeah, Heck. Like right Sue, there, so yeah. it kind well, of really. Well, and Sue, Sue Heck is one of the greatest TV kids of all time because she's not good at anything. Right. Um, she fails at everything she tries. She's the most enthusiastic, positive person who loves her mom and dad and loves America. And, you know, she never is daunted. And, you know, most of these teen girls that are portrayed are either kind of cynical and nasty or they're super brainy and kind of nasty. <laughs> um, and, you know, she's just this lovely, lovely character. It's also the show is the only sitcom, I think, uh, that dealt with a family that was struggling economically. That were really kind of you right. know, working class. Other than like the when Roseanne. Roseanne Barr. That was yeah. that was really yeah. since Roseanne. I guess yeah. that Roseanne, was yeah. yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And it felt like everybody I know. You right. know? Yes. The, because we talk about like the like the Jason Aldean song, Flyover States. Yes. Like, people just forget that they you know, most of America is the people who live outside of cities in the middle of the country. Right. And so, you know, even if you live in California or New York, you probably don't live in a city if you're listening to this show. You know, right. so it it's that's all of that's most of us, and well, I feel that's like why that really content's is. not you know, made sh- for us. Yeah, most the show of the time. Yellowstone with Kevin Costner is, is has the huge. highest audience rate of any show. They are never talked about in Hollywood. They never get any nominations for anything. It's as if the show doesn't <clears throat> exist. That's it's very so weird, it's and very yet weird. crazy well, because I think Patrick, you got a call one day that people were saying like, "We need content about rural." Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So as much as like they don't talk about, they're like, yeah. we need something There's like a lot, that. There is a lot of copycat stuff going of on. And that's with anything. If you have a song that's really popular, if yes. uh, you know, mm-hmm. Billie Eilish put something out, everybody wants to sound like that. You listen to that Dove Cameron thing, and I know y'all are like, This is not this is country. What are you talking about? I'm just saying it sounds like complete copycat stuff. Right. And it's mm-hmm. the same with country music. You you have somebody who gets popular. That's how we got the bro music uh, thing that went through the bro country deal. Whatever popular thing is, everybody chases it. Yes. And it, what's cool is to be able to be that person who isn't chasing 
and who is just comfortable just doing what you do. Right. And I think people forget that. And people also forget where most people are. And you're right. A show well, I, that a show that serves the masses is always going to be popular. Yes. I think that's a very good point. And it's actually, uh, I think there's a lot of people in Hollywood making movies for each other so they can brag about it at dinner parties. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who hears this because it's true. Um, you're right. The, yeah. the vast majority of the, uh, real America lives outside of those little tiny bubbles. Uh, by the way, we got a Billie Eilish song in uh, in, in, in our the movie, movie too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. which nice, is unbelievable because nice we have an amazing music supervisor. Steve Schnurry does all the m- stuff for EA Games and works with Hans Zimmer. And oh no way! Uh, uh, we recorded a uh, live orchestra here in uh, here in Nashville, and oh gosh, the, the music is amazing. And he got us an amazing deal on the, on this Billie Eilish song. He calls me up. It was one of the last days we were shooting. He says, I got the song. Great. Next week it wins Song of the Year at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it's everything I wanted. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so- that's a cool job. The music supervisor yeah. for like TV or movies. Yes. That's got to be the best ever. Yeah. Just yeah. Your and- job is just to listen to music and then yeah. match it up with stuff. So is it insane? I mean, y'all would obviously know a little more about it. Is it like crazy, like having to fight over songs and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, it wasn't well, too crazy. No, really. I, th- I think the hardest part was actually figuring out which songs you know, well, work what, best and then seeing if you can afford them. I mean, we had I, to cut out a bunch here's of Here's what I do, and this is, this is pretty common, but, you know, when you're editing, uh, I, I will just throw music in, stuff that I like or stuff that I think is appropriate, and I'll just mess around with it because you know, at that point there's nothing in there. Right. Um, it's just temporary. And, and every music. once in a while, like the Billie Eilish song, I went, oh, it completely worked for this character in this moment. And I went, oh, I have to, that was my first choice. I have to have this song in the film. And, of course, it's, you know, the most expensive song in the world to get, but he, he got a great deal for us. Um, and the rest of it is sort of trial and error. And then when I started to work with Steve, he would then throw in some suggestions and say, well, actually, I know this band here and then there's this person here. And actually, um, our son's band has got a little, there's a little music from his band. In That's well. cool. We've got two musicians in the, in the family. That's really cool. Our son Joe's a drummer, and he, <clears throat> he drummed with a band called King Princess. He toured uh, Europe and the UK and America. Now he's going on with another band to Southeast Asia and Fiji Blue. Fiji Blue, it's called. Uh, he's been all over the world, like places we've never been our <laughs> yeah, entire yeah. life. And he's twenty five. He's getting paid to do it. And he's getting paid yeah. to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, how did you what do is, that? It's anyway. a good life. Yeah, it's a great life. Um, how many? How long have you guys been married? 30, this year it will be thirty two. Two, yeah. yeah. 32 years. It's been a while when you can't this quite month. remember. You're like, oh, this is month. our 35th year together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. But and, every, every and I was you. 12 when we got yeah. married, <laughs> <laughs> just in case anyone's doing the math. <laughs> no, but every every year at our anniversary, I wake up and we look at each other and we're like, it's long enough, right? <laughs> yeah, because like anything new we're going to discover about each other is going to be awful. It's not like, going to be great. What is that thing on yeah. my back? Can yeah, you take yeah. a look? <laughs> Those are the only revelations coming our way. Oh, man. I have... Hey, but we... Oh, oh no, I was, I was just going to say, go ahead. I was just going to say, but what kind of a summer did we just have? We had an amazing summer. We just went to the 50th anniversary screening of The Godfather in Taormina, Sicily, and we had we hung out with... Francis Ford Coppola and had wow. dinner with him. That was like a bucket list item. And he was the loveliest, no, not Hollywood guy you'd ever want to meet. Who picked the wine? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it was just some, it, someone it, was just bringing it. It was not on. just us. There were like 
30 other people. Yeah, but who cares? I was sitting next. <laughs> I don't care. I was I sitting next to him. You have to have a partner. Just I to was yeah. sitting next to him, but way to burst my bubble, Pat. <laughs> um, oh, that's how I tell stories, too. I'm like, oh, I was hanging out with Garth Brooks after he won his CMA award, and, and you know, my wife would be like, well, there were like 35 people there. I'm like, there were only 35 like, Come on, just it, let me run with it for yeah. once in my life. Trust me, Patrick is loud enough. Garth knew he was oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. But wait, wait, wait. Oh. Sorry, Pat, but, but one more. Just to the end, we spent a day with the Pope. Oh. Like actually hanging out? There were also 30 Drops people. Drops the mic. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. people were in the room with the Pope? Don't lie. Tell us, yeah, Patty. Yeah. Did you have 40. to play about my 40 sister's people. a nun card yeah. to get in? I'll, sh- I'll show exactly. you the photos as evidence afterwards. Fantastic. Wow. No, I was just going to say that it was... Uh, it was after he won his last CMA award. We got Carson, Carson and I. Carson's a super Garth fan. So if I find out where the Garth after party is, I have to tell Carson. Oh, I got a so, text too. Yeah. So we, oh, yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're like, One of us we, has his we're phone leaving number. the party we're at to go to this other party. And it really was a little room about this size. There's maybe 25 people in there. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then suddenly we're standing there and whoever Garth was talking to stopped talking to him. So he just comes over and starts talking to us. And in, since Garth kind of came out of retirement like seven, eight years ago, whenever, I see him around town all the time, and I've had this thing where I don't want to ask him for a picture because everybody goes up to Garth Brooks to get a selfie mm-hmm. all the time. I'm sure you get this a lot, too. because Not it's as thing. much as I would like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, unexpected. That's terrible. Oh, oh, oh see what he did you. there, ladies uh, and gentlemen. But I, I just told myself, I said, I'm never going to be that person that asked Garth Brooks for a selfie because it's so, I don't want to be that guy. And I want him to kind of, you know, remember, I know that guy. He never asked me for a picture. In my mind, that's what he says. So every time I see him, I'll shake his hand. I say, it's so nice that you're here. Or, it was great to see you. Or that show was awesome or whatever. But I don't want to be one of the people asking for a picture. And we're standing at that party. And we talked to Garth for like seven or eight minutes. And no one else, no one came and interrupted us. And I think he was just like so used to somebody like pulling him away or someone else. And finally, we talked to Garth so long that he asked us if we wanted to take a picture with him. And so I he wanted like, to finish I'm it. I'm like, oh, that's his way of saying I'm done with you now. But yeah, okay, for sure. I'll take a picture with you, Garth Brooks. Let's do that. So Did you only... kneel and he knight you as well? Yeah, oh, he might have. He could have. It would have been fine. Kiss the ring. I would have been totally fine with that. <laughs> uh, well, we, we're, it's so great to have you guys in here. Well, Thank we, you. We appreciate you uh, having listen, us. You guys are great. And yes. uh, make sure you check out the, uh, it's called Unexpected. Uh, the show is going to be at the Franklin Theater this Sunday. That's the Second of October, twelve o'clock. If you want to get tickets in advance, go to NashvilleFilmFest.org, or you can show up there at the uh, at the theater itself. Okay, before you, I know he's trying to wrap, but I wanna I wanna ask one question about Raymond. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like one scene that everybody comes up to you and talk, or one show that that is like the thing that everybody talks about? Yeah, there's there's one um, where uh, it's our Thanksgiving episode and. Uh, I drop the turkey on the floor, and it takes me about three tries to pick it back up. And this is while we're fighting, and I just open the oven and throw it in and slam it. And that's that's, that's one a of good people's one. favorite ones. That's I was gonna say. There's said, also w- a, there's also a fridge splat where Raymond tries to put me on top of the fridge, and he ends up throwing me against it instead we're, while we're celebrating the fact that his parents that's are moving fantastic. away. That's fantastic. The suitcase I'll was appropriate. Tell you yeah. the one that I think of all the time, and maybe it's just me because of my marriage. Okay, but oh. the episode where. He tells you 
if you're not ready on time, he's going to leave. Oh, AIS. Like, oh, yeah. Go, yeah. Ass in seat. <laughs> Ass in seat. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the curling iron gets stuck, stuck in, in your hand, and he just, he doesn't know that, but he leaves without you. Yes. <laughs> gets to the party, and all the other husbands are like, where's Deborah? And he's like, well, I told her. AIS, or I'm leaving without you. And they're all so impressed with him. And he's like the big man, like, yeah, that's right. I left her. I, I think about that every time I'm trying to leave my house. I think, you know what? One of these days I'm going to do that. But and then I'm going to get the same reaction he got when he got home. Yeah, yeah. Which is that, you know, I'll never forget, though, it's the look on your face. Yes. Like, every man has, that's why we're so good at that part. Dave just got that look last week. <laughs> The death stare. The death stare. Oh, yeah. It's a a regular occurrence. Um, I do have to interject then before we wrap because my episode that I showed to my father, and I hope my mother never listens to this, is the Christmas episode where Deborah buys Ray a DVD player. Oh, And he says, like, you bought me something to relax and not help you. You want to be a martyr. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's my mother. <laughs> and I like call my dad. I'm like, have you seen the Christmas episode of Raymond? He's like, I got it on the DVR. I'm like, watch it. Make sure she's not in the room. Make yeah, sure yeah. she's not uh, watching with you. <laughs> and I was like, that is her. Oh. And so now, like, if it, and it's one of my favorite. I'm, I'm a big Christmas TV person. It's one of my yes. favorite Christmas episodes of any show. And it comes on, and I'm like, oh, Mom, you want to, like, go bake some cookies? Because, uh, you know, because, like, I'm part of me goes, you see? And then I go, what if she doesn't get that it's her? Yeah. So it's, like, my secret between me and my dad. Speaking of the DVD player, there's there's the one where Ray tapes over their wedding video yes. with a football with game. With a football game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was a favorite. A, you, you, I'm so happy that yeah. you came in. Thank because you. Because you're so delightful. And Dave is Hilarious, and I didn't expect that. And as an adopted kid, I'm excited about uh, watching the movie. Unexpected. I hope you all come and let us know. And uh, well, well, now that you live here, whenever you you have new stuff you want to talk about, you know you have friends. Oh, that's so nice of you. And by the way, I was in three episodes of Raymond. I'm really disappointed that he didn't mention those episodes. What are the best episodes? Well, there was the hockey do cards. Yeah, uh, that yeah, was one of them, yeah. and then there was uh, the school election. Yes, where I played the uh, neighbor. And then the babysitter. And then the babysitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. those are the so best those three. They're the best three episodes three. ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are adorable. Uh, it's good to see you guys. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for having. I'm us Dave. Here. This is Patty. Big D. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> gotcha. In case we knock on your door. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna be no, nervous. No, of course. Now you feel you you're sure. Getting, I'm no, I'm still a little nervous. You're I'm trying to talk day. myself into it. Having okay. a great day now. Mm-hmm. All right. It's fine. All right. Here we go. Thanks. Closing Thanks. jingle time. Yeah. This was the podcast, but now it's over. But that's okay, because you can listen to the regular show on the radio every day. It was the podcast. <laughs>